0: All right, with this podcast, I have a contest to announce. Uh, upcoming on our Facebook page, I am going to post something. I'm not going to say what yet, but it will be something. You'll have to pay attention.
1: Oh, God, it's not nude photos again, is it?
0: No, it's not, Tom. Don't worry. Okay. Uh, I, I, I save those pictures of you for later. So it's,
1: it's just I just re, re recently uh, uh, friended you again on Facebook.
0: Okay, okay. <laughs> uh, somewhere on our Facebook page, I will be posting – Something. You'll find out uh, as long as you pay attention. And from the people who respond and who comment on whatever that is, and it'll be quite obvious what it is, um, you will be able to be put into a drawing for a Clone Commander Wolf action figure from the Clone Wars series. wasn't an easy figure to get. I happen to have an extra one sitting here. Um, but I will choose somebody randomly from whoever comments on that post when I make it. And like I said, it'll be quite obvious. I'll say something about the contest in it. So you'll be able to understand what it is. Everybody who comments in that will be put into the drawing, and the, whoever gets pulled out of the drawing will get a Clone Commander Wolf carded action figure. Will you get on with it? Okay, okay.
2: Welcome to Galaxy of Toys podcast, the discussion about Star Wars toys from the past, the present, and the future my name is jason joining me tonight the man who is currently championing a potential comeback for the black is it the blackberry
1: uh hostess fruit pie absolutely always <laughs> tom bring back the hostess blackberry fruit pie
2: now ot now, now, curmudgeon tom from my star wars hey tom hey how you doing I'm doing great. You know, the last time Hostess was producing those Blackberry Pies, they went
1: out of business. They went bankrupt. That was not because of the Blackberry Pie. The Blackberry sure? Pie would have kept them in business.
2: Are you sure? I think their accountants went over the numbers when they when they uh were bought or sold then bought again and, and, and had to get rid of some of the uh the not so great sellers, and I think that and the snowball fell victim.
1: Yeah, fine, snowball, no problem. Yeah, I, I could, I could use not seeing those again. But uh, the blackberry pie will make a comeback okay. with with its friend uh, vanilla pudding pie. If you agree with Tom, then you better let Hostess know.
0: I think you and Woody Harrelson both never
2: want to send
1: me uh, send me an email at uh, admin at i star Let's talk.
2: All right. Also joining me tonight from bend to the black series vintage to modern he collects them all even canadian rare saga legends figures our good friend ryan hey how's it going it's going great ryan i uh, saw you were in canada recently and picked up some of those very hard to find saga legends
0: yep i was just up by the border i'm actually working on getting a nexus pass so i can go across the border even easier and while i was up there just decided to go shopping and sure enough found all those figures
2: all right we'll talk about it after I introduce our next couple of guests, actually, no, Jake, you're not a guest anymore. I think we decided that last time.
1: He is. I, you are officially now on the payroll. All right. Awesome. So, <laughs> Ryan, you wanna you wanna get is, that? Isn't guy he paid? The
0: unpaid intern? Isn't that what he is?
1: <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, well, he's
3: we making me get him coffee, so I must.
1: <laughs> be. Yeah, yeah. Where is that today? By the way, <laughs> I'm going <laughs> or, to mute.
3: Uh, wait. Uh, what?
1: Never mind. Sorry, I asked. From from Forlamb to Zuckus.
3: Hello, Jake. Hello, hello. And while we're um, campaigning for comebacks, I'm putting my support behind the Pepperidge Farm Star Wars cookies, vanilla and chocolate flavor, not so much peanut butter.
1: Oh man, peanut butter.
3: Yeah, peanut
0: butter. me in best. for that.
1: <laughs> no. Something wrong with that, Jake, man. Fire him <laughs> next 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 episode.
0: Tom really wants the episode one versions of those. He really wants to lunch down with some Jar Jar cookies.
1: Jason, we've got a special guest, don't we? We do, but Why let's... don't we introduce him before I get all mad here. <laughs>
2: okay. Our special guest tonight, from this week in Star Wars podcast,
4: Matt Fox. Hello, Matt. Hey, guys. How are you doing? If we're advocating the return of uh, vintage candies, I advocate the Marathon Bar. Okay. Oh, <laughs> that is awesome. Let's just forget about Star Wars crap
1: and talk about... <laughs> Stuff we used to eat when we were kids. Yeah. That'll be a great episode of I grew up Star Wars dot
4: com podcast. <laughs> Gee, that might might
0: cool. it, huh? You could add that into your uh, questions you ask everybody.
1: For sure, yeah. yeah.
2: Sadly, uh from jedibusiness.com Business will not be joining us again tonight. He's uh still away on vacation.
0: He's visiting that awesome Germany uh Star Wars display isn't he uh, the, well, the, the best Star Wars a, collection l- in Germany let's just
1: say he's on assignment how about that that sounds better he's <laughs> actually
0: he's on, official. he's
2: on a very focused mission to uh, retrieve all his uh, childhood Star Wars toys
0: I believe that's what he said it was the first thing he did when he got there too mm-hmm. when he got to his, his family home was to go find his old figure
3: yeah
2: and hopefully his parents didn't throw them all
3: away like no mine I believe did. he said he saw them but okay you know and what a really bad time to be in Germany <laughs> World Cup.
1: He'll go. All right. Touchdown.
0: (laughs) Anyway, still, go visit uh, JediBusiness.com. Yeah, it's an awesome site. Everybody should check it out. Check it out. Even Tom likes it.
1: I do. (laughs) He's got some of my figures up there. That's really cool. And some of yours and some of yours and some of yours.
4: Yeah. 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 Wow. No, I'm real impressed. That's my go-to site lately when I want to kill some time. He's got a lot of great stuff on there. Yeah. As it should be.
2: Yeah. As I have been unpacking my Star Wars collection, trying to remember what goes where and what figure came out when, his site has been very helpful.
3: Well, I don't think you'll find any other site where you can sort as much as you can. I mean, you can go by movie, you can go by character, you can go by overall toy lines. I think it's, yeah, it's yeah. a fantastic resource.
2: This portion of Galaxy of Toys has been brought to you by JediBusiness.com.
3: Okay. So, uh, like usual,
2: let's just start out by seeing if anybody got anything new recently. Tom, I will start with you.
1: I uh, got in my grubby little hands today uh, the uh, first 12 illustration for the 12 back card that was offered very limitedly. Limitedly? Very, okay, I'm going to say it very limitedly by a fellow by the name of uh, the man who shot Luke Skywalker.
0: Very cool you actually put your grubby hands all over that?
1: Yeah, and then I rolled around on it a few of times you
0: and did, yeah.
1: yeah, I'm going to going to be framing that puppy. I made some room in the uh stair stairway to heaven. So, yeah, should be cool. Tom, I will how big take, is that? I will take pictures. It's uh it's not really all that big. The image size there's some corrections and stuff on the the white border. Uh I'd say the image size is maybe oh. 18 by it's a weird size uh maybe the image size is maybe 18 by 8 or so so it's kind of kind of weird custom framing required oh for sure for sure but uh yeah it's going to look great where i'm going to put it and of course i'll be taking pictures and maybe posting it on uh, galaxy of toys but yeah it's one uh, definitely 50 that i was lucky to get one so thanks bill for thinking about me
2: all right, uh, Ryan. I I know at the top of the, sh- at the beginning of the show, I kind of mentioned it already, but uh, find anything new?
0: Uh, yes, I've actually bought quite a bit, uh, as always, because I buy everything. Um, but uh, I recently picked up off eBay. Uh, if anybody remembers the Power of the Force two figure makers, I picked up the Millennium Falcon set of that, which I'd completely forgotten about these until I found one of my old sets of the creature set. Uh, and they're a lot like Play-Doh, basically. They're little molds you can put this hardening clay in. So instead of Play-Doh, it actually hardens. And it comes with markers so you can paint them up. Uh, I'm going to start working on picking more of those up. There's a Slave one and a couple figure sets. But the Falcon was a great way to start off. I also found a tin wind-up. Um, I don't know if you'd call it a toy or what, but uh, basically it's a Darth Vader tin toy that winds up and kind of walks across. They've done a few of these of Chewbacca and Stormtrooper and the Vader, and I found these at, at a local bookstore. They're pretty interesting. As well as at Michael's, I found a Vader pen, which has like a giant head on the end of a pen that I'd never seen before. I also finally found the Star Wars duct tape. I'd been looking for that. Uh, it was not cheap, but I was glad to find it. And, of course, uh, as I said at the top, I went up to Canada, and I found those Saga Legends figures that seemingly are not hitting the United States, of uh, the Luke Jedi, uh, Snow Trooper, Darth Maul, and Clone Wars Obi-Wan Kenobi. And actually, they're pretty good. The paint job on Luke's face isn't the best. He looks like he just got goosed or something. But the rest of them, they look really good. I'm impressed with them.
1: Did you uh, see any other Canadian uh, collectors up there uh, fighting their way uh, to the toy aisle?
0: Uh, no. Did you, have a, did you have
1: no competition, Ryan?
0: I saw I saw a couple collectors you know, going in and out of aisles. I went to like two Targets, two Toys R Uses, and a Walmart. And honestly, the Targets and Toys R Us, I found nothing. In fact, I was seeing some older stuff. I even saw some of those green Yoda cards that never hit the states at one of the stores. I saw the Anakin and Obi-Wan Clone Wars figures from that at one store. But uh, it was the Walmart where I found everything that looked like somebody just put out a case or something. Bought practically two sets right there. But, yeah, that's pretty much everything I've bought uh, recently as far as what I can think of. I'm sure there's something else. but
2: Okay. And, Matt, anything new lately?
4: Uh, let's see. Um, I got, uh, last week, I got my Sideshow Premium Format Snow Trooper. Nice. From, on one end of the spectrum, and at the other end of the spectrum, a Return of the Jedi carded vintage Boba Fett. It's the uh, the oh. one with the uh, the Skiff picture. Oh, that's, nice, not, that's cool. Yeah, so, that was... trying to round up my vintage collection there. And then, sort of an odd, asterisk-related Star Wars thing, the... Fisher-Price Adventure People. Are you familiar with these from the 70s? Oh, yes. Yeah, I like yep. those guys. Yeah, that they they used those to, allegedly, if you can believe Steve Sansweet, to sort of proof of concept the Star Wars figures. Mm-hmm. So picked up one of those just to line up there with all the other old vintage ones. Carded? So, carded, yes. Wow. Which, cool. uh, which, so which one, one? The Space Commander, the one that looks surprisingly like George Lucas. Oh, yeah, uh, I know that one. Sure yeah good
1: one
2: those are great toys you know they mocked up the uh, lumpy figure using the child uh figure from that line from the adventure people
1: You're yeah not, yeah yeah those were definitely uh those were definitely second choice when i was playing with uh, action figures yeah. those were that, great that one that came with the parachute was one of the greatest toys ever uh yeah, yeah. exactly for yeah. sure
3: uh jake what about you um, but So I've just been picking up little things here and there. Today I went to the comic book shop and I found um, – I'm going to challenge myself and put together the Metal Earth R2-D2. I think, Ryan, you've put this together already?
0: Yeah, I've put both the uh, R2-D2 and the Millennium Falcon together.
3: Well, I picked up R2 because it looks pretty much close to three and three-quarter scale, so I thought it was kind of a cool representation. Um, how many hours of tweezing these little metal joints do I have to look forward to?
0: I think it took about two to three hours to do each one. Uh, I definitely suggest having pliers to do them. I used fingernails just for my first one, and it was killing my fingers. Um, It takes a a lot of work out of it, but uh, if you're patient, they're pretty cool.
3: Just use your
1: teeth,
0: Jake. (laughs)
3: I'll put it all in my mouth at once and see what comes out. Um, (laughs) I don't want to know what
0: comes out (laughs) of your mouth.
3: (laughs) Immediately regret saying that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I went to the bookstore today too, and I found a new copy of From Concept to Screen to Collectibles. Steve Sansweet's uh, great book about figures and early collectibles, which is pretty awesome. You know the one. You didn't have about, that
0: one already, Jake?
3: I swore that I did, and I have not been able to find it. So oh, I okay. found it at Half Price Books. Is Half Price Books across the whole country? Is that just over here? It is. Um,
4: it is not all over the country.
3: It is not. Okay. We do
4: not have them on the East Coast. Well, but I frequent you know. them whenever I'm out west.
3: Oh. Yeah. There's, a lot. Place to there's, go. there's
4: a lot of them out here.
3: Yeah. There is.
4: Tons of them,
0: yes.
3: And they were doing 40% off your highest, you know, they always do coupons, 40% off this and whatnot. So I pick up that book, and uh, I didn't have the illustrated Star Wars universe, you know, the one that Kevin Anderson did, and it features all Ralph McQuarrie art. You guys know that one? Bantam put it out in, what, ninety. Check the date here. But it's got all Ralph Macquarie art, which is, of course, the big sell and pull here. 95, um, you know, especially going into the future here with Ralph McQuarrie going to be showing up in the uh, sequel trilogy and in Rebels. You know, it's a always great resource to have. My family normally uh, or always takes a trip to – for Fourth of July, we go out to the Washington coast and we pass through the infamous town, hometown of Kurt Cobain, uh, Aberdeen. And in Aberdeen, oh, oh boy! <laughs> oh, in geez. Aberdeen, there is probably—I think we could probably say—the world's biggest Star Wars shop. But biggest doesn't always mean best. It's a bit, <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit yeah. eclectic, if you will. You go ahead. You
2: uh, last year, uh, Bill McBride, yeah, found oh, yeah. a double telescoping, a legit one, uh, Darth Vader there. So and you I never believe- know.
3: Oh, yeah. No. And it was you had to look for it, though. And that's kind of the that's the unique thing about this place that um, there is Star Wars from literally floor to ceiling everywhere hung. And but there's no there's no order. It's just, you know, you'll have an X-Wing over there and next to a old VHS display stand up. And then all the way over to the left, you'll have, you know, another. X-Wing and a million Falcon. There's just no, there's three and three quarter to 12 inches to new and modern and old and all mixed up and jumbled in one massive, massive Star Wars shop.
1: Did you find anything good?
3: No. Well, <laughs> you know, he has tons of good stuff, but the prices are a little um, touristy. That's, <laughs> it's that's, all, that's a nice way of saying it's it. It's
2: all 50%
4: off, though.
3: It, it is. Isn't it
4: all half off? Yeah. It all is.
2: It all is. the time.
3: Every day. And then um, if you wear, just a little hint to anyone traveling out to Washington State, and gonna hit up Aberdeen Star Wars shop. You wear Star Wars memorabilia, and he will now his uh, thing is he changes what kind of the perks you'll get for what clothes you're wearing. But now it's uh, you pay no tax. That's so creepy. I mean, yeah. <laughs> so I had my Star Wars shirt on, and I paid. Did no they have tax.
1: any uh, adult size underoos available? There I'm is. just you know I'm just checking for Ryan, but I was.
0: Oh, I thought maybe that was so. What you could uh, do your podcast in there, Tom? He, he also sells. He also sells. It's a a little creepy. Is he sells
2: a uh, uh, photocopies of Kurt Cobain's suicide note there?
3: Yeah, he has a little corner <laughs> huh. that is now marketed to be the kind of the um, Nirvana. You know, um, yeah. you know, you can get a map of all the sites, and you know, he's got some memorabilia there as well in a corner because you know, trying to capitalize, I guess. Um, But what I do is when I pop in here, always to take pictures and chat with him, I find some pretty cheap toys because we're on our way to the beach, and uh, so I always think it's fun to take a few toys out on the beach with the kids when we're making sandcastles. So this year, I picked up a well-loved MTV7 mini rig, and uh, this year it was piloted by a Klaatu skiff guard. So we had some adventures on the beach with those.
4: Now, is this place all vintage, or is there modern there,
3: too? Oh, there is everything. And it is mixed. It's just a mix of everything. Yeah.
2: He labels the uh, vintage stuff old Mm -hmm. and the non-vintage stuff is like new.
3: So, well, and he, and he doesn't, uh, go on the internet. He's a bit of an old timer that way. And so he'll never hear this podcast and he'll never see anything online written about his shop because I've tried to reach out to him by email and, uh, you know, I think he had his son upload his Facebook profile once, and uh, for the shop, and that was about it. So, yeah. Um, so it's a, it's a, yeah. His prices are, like I said, touristy. They're always twice as high because he fifty percent everything off. So it's an interesting trip. I mean, it's well worth the trip because you're going to see things like you know, he he likes customs. He likes um, Tom. You actually said underwear. Well, there is lots of custom. Panties with Star Wars art on them.
0: What? Oh, I am
1: yeah. <laughs> flabbergasted and horrified. Holy crap! <laughs> I am not going to Aberdeen again.
0: Uh, Tom, I think that was uh, our trip next month. Is uh, we're going to end up in Aberdeen at the end of that, aren't we?
1: I am waiting in the
2: van. <laughs> Matt, you better make sure you have a little extra time when you're visiting Seattle to uh, check this place out.
4: Oh, I'm already adding a date to my itinerary. <laughs> yeah. I need all the uh, custom panties that I can get. So just, uh, <laughs> just make sure you got a new focus.
1: <laughs> just, make sure, just make sure you bring back up.
3: Now, um, thanks to Matt from um, This Week in Star Wars, you alerted me to the fact that we have uh, new cards coming out for the Disney shop or Disney store. So I have a plan to go to the Disney store. Jason, did you ever get up there?
2: Well, here's my question. Do they give okay. you cards if you don't buy anything? Because there's nothing there I want right now. If you bring a cute kid, they do.
4: Mm, see, there's the problem.
3: <laughs> yeah. Well, now you have some motivation to procreate.
4: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, be warned. I went there this weekend and to, buy, to get the cards more than mm. anything else and bought a couple of the new mugs, which are quite nice. I, they've, they've got uh, Darth Vader, Stormtrooper, Luke X-Wing, Chewbacca, and somebody else. C-3PO and R2. They're nice mugs, but I don't think they're going to be hard to get. I bought those so they'd give me some cards. I said, do you have Series 2? They said, that's all we have is Series 2. They gave them to me, and they were actually the second pack from the first series. Oh, that's what so. I fear.
3: I missed the first first yeah. set of the second series. Oh, it's hard Unit Collector.
4: <laughs> it's you know, it's
2: it's hard to track Disney stuff because it's not the thing they don't that you know, when the new figures for Disney comes out, are they gonna like the new if 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 they put out any of the new talking figures, how will we know they're coming out? They're not gonna go to Toy Fair and announce release dates or anything, are they? Is it just hit and miss? <laughs> yeah, I
3: mean well who knew about the secret Disney store event that Yeah. 12 people were invited to in California. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I ago. mean,
2: if, if it weren't for that, we would not have even known anything was coming out. I know. We would have just maybe showed up, maybe seen it one day. I don't know. That's why I, I wish they had a – I wish the Disney store had a way of putting out information about their upcoming Star Wars product releases.
3: That's a good point. I'm still waiting. Matt, did you see the boxes of uh, mini figurines that they showed?
4: No, I did not see those. I have never seen one of those Banthas that you guys have apparently been able to find.
3: Yeah, that was first day.
4: Right. (laughs) I was there on that, whatever, the May the 4th, -hmm. I guess. And Mm -hmm. I don't know. I didn't look for the Banthas. And I probably should have at that time. But, um, no, the only new stuff that I saw were those mugs. Gotcha. The only thing that I can say, Jason, about Disney is it seems – Nothing seems to be that hard to get. Mm -hmm. Everything, apart from that bantha, apparently, because I mean they've had those the talk the four talking figures there every time that I've been in that store. Yeah. So it's sort of you know maybe they've got a Lego kind of mentality where it's once it's out it's out it's never hard to get. I'm okay with that. I really like those talking figures. So Uh, let's see,
2: did I pick up anything recently? And I have to say, not really. I don't. There just hasn't been anything out there to get. So yeah, nothing for me.
0: Under toothbrushes,
2: nothing. No, nothing. Wow, I haven't bought anything Star Wars since our last
3: podcast. You've bought comic books.
2: I have picked up, yeah, I have picked up the more recent comic books. All right. Gee, that's it. Yep. (laughs) Put some
0: stuff out. I'll buy it. All right. So exciting there, Jason. Yeah.
2: (laughs) All right. Let's switch our focus to vintage Star Wars toys. We haven't talked about vintage Star Wars toys since I think. Was it maybe February or March? So it's been a while.
0: I think it was March. Yeah. Be... The, the, the last wave of boring Empire figures is what we did. Right, right. Yeah.
2: Um, and soon after that podcast, uh, Gentle Giant skipped that wave and moved on to uh, Wicket from Return of the Jedi.
0: It's probably all our fault. They're listening <laughs> to that podcast that said, oh, man, these figures suck. Let's yeah. Not do yeah. Let's skip over it, Do some Jedi figures. My... walks are cozy and cuddly. Let's do those.
2: We are going to talk tonight about the vintage Star Wars die-cast vehicles produced by Kenner between late 78 and maybe into late 1980, I think. Tom, did you play with any of these uh, die-cast vehicles when you were a kid?
1: Yeah, I did. I did. I uh, saw them uh, many times at uh, the Kmart in my hometown. Uh, didn't pick them up didn't pick many of them up until we got to the millennium falcon and then of course you know that was mm-hmm. it, that was definitely a must but i uh had friends who had the lance beater and the tie fighter and of course uh the x-wing and i never really saw the uh, the y-wing so i i know we haven't gone through the uh uh the assortment yet but i think i pretty much covered most of them there but uh, yeah they were great and uh i wish i would have picked more of them up but uh that uh that Millennium Falcon was definitely hard to beat.
2: Yeah. So let's talk about these ships. Uh, we'll just do it in release order. Um, there were three base. There were actually three waves of vehicles. Uh, the first wave was the Landspeeder, the X-wing, the Tie Fighter, and Darth Vader's Tie Fighter. Um, I'll just kind of jump around. Uh, and start with Matt. Uh did you have these and what did you think of the uh first wave? Um
4: yeah, I had I had the whole wave. Um I thought they were great. I of all my vintage stuff, these are the ones that are most beat up and I think that I got the most most play value out of. Um I When I was a kid, I would get sent to my grandmothers during the summer. You know, some kids got sent to camp. I got sent to my grandmother's. And, that like being uh,
0: sent to your room permanently or something?
4: No, no, it was oh, great because okay. I liked going to my grandmother's. I, okay, well, yeah, you know,
0: it was fun. You say say being sent to your grandmother's? Oh, that was to it. Go I got put on know. a plane. I got sent
4: there. Which, <laughs> okay. you know literally true. But because I was sent on a plane, I couldn't take the the, the actual big X wing or the Millennium Falcon or any of that. I could take basically what I could fit in a suitcase. So I'd bring a bunch of figures and I'd bring these diecast ships. And, you know, so I really have very fond memories of of all of them. I thought they were really well done, um, especially the later ones. I got a lot of detail into them. But, you know, you had the you had what you needed in that first wave, really. Uh, Jake, did you have these? Any of these when you were a kid?
3: This wasn't my die-cast line growing up. I was more into the micro-collection, well, actually huge into the micro-collection. Mm-hmm. So actually, I never ended up with any of these until I was uh, older and I adopted them through other people's collections. So, Okay. Yeah, no. And Ryan?
0: No, I never had these as a kid. I don't even remember seeing them. Um, something I picked up uh, when I got older, I know I picked up the first one I got was that land speeder. Probably somewhere in the mid '90s, but no, I've I never had him as a kid.
1: That was a funny choice for a uh, land speeder occupants. Granted, it was kind of a, a well, it, there was a scene with three uh, PO and Luke uh, looking for R2, but uh, yeah, um, it would have been a little bit more play value. There's me making up words again. A little bit more play value with uh, maybe Luke and uh, uh, Obi Wan. Ben cruising in the uh, in the cockpit there or the front it's seats. be cooler
0: if they, if they did Luke and Obi Wan with three P and R2 on the back then. Too. That
1: would have been really cool and uh, yeah for sure.
0: You guys are picky. Okay, let's. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's. Uh,
2: let... Okay, so the. Like I, I think I... they're
1: diecast. We're kind of pushing it right. here, but you know.
2: <laughs> okay, the, the first the first uh, the first vehicle that uh,
1: on the list is the
2: land speeder. Now. It comes with the Luke and the nicely um, uh, vac metallized C-3PO, yeah. and the figures look quite nice. Uh, they they went a little more at, went more out on the figures for the land speeder than the other vehicles, um, probably because the land speeder was just a larger scale, I would say, than the other vehicles to make it about the same size. Um, but as a kid, I always wanted to take those two figures out. Somehow, I thought. If I could just get them out of the seat, maybe I could play with them or something.
0: Have you guys ever noticed whenever you find these things anywhere that that they never have the windshield? I was going to say
4: I don't. I don't think any windshield survived.
0: No, <laughs> mine does not have a windshield. <laughs>
1: <laughs> to My- be honest with you, I don't think I remember ever seeing one of these in the wild outside of you know uh, the early '80s at all. Maybe I'm not looking hard enough.
3: How do we mean now you know, um, <laughs> Gus and Duncan's prototype. Guide has a nice little bit on the actually the creation of the land speeder. It was actually they actually created this on a one to one scale, which is you know unusual. So they actually sculpted it the size as the toy would actually end up, which is you know most toys are made at a larger scale and then scaled down to uh, to, capture a lot of the detail. So it's kind of impressive if you look at it. The detail I'm looking at mine here that this was done at this scale at this size of toy. So it is kind of a unique thi- unique thing about the Land Speeder.
2: All right, moving on the let's move on to the X-wing. Um also a, a really nice uh, nice design. Uh the Kenner guys really did a great job on these. The pilot, I think it's Luke, um inside although it's got the the designation of red 3. So maybe it's Biggs, but I think they meant for it to be Luke. Um, he's just kind of a solid orange piece, but the uh, the cockpit, uh, the, the canopy comes up and down. The R2 is, uh, he's not very detailed, but you can definitely see R2. Uh, the uh, wings um, open in the uh, they lock, z- S un- in lock, lock S foils in attack position. Um, so this
4: is another pretty nice toy. Uh, Matt, what do you think about this one? It was fine. I... <laughs> I'm, I'm a, I'm a weird, oh, I'm a weird kid. I was a weird kid, I think. I never liked the X-Wing that much mm-hmm. compared to the Millennium Falcon and all the other stuff. Um, but I beat this one up pretty good. I'm, you know, the one I've got in my cabinets missing one wing and most of the, uh, whatever you call the, the guns. What are, I don't know what the technical name for those are, but they were, you know, rubberized and fell out really easy. Um, no cockpit, but, it was a good, you know, it did what it was supposed to do. And, you know, it was a pretty good representation of, you know, of the X, just like the land speeder, like you were saying, you know, they got the design right. Mm-hmm. I never noticed that it was red three. <laughs> yeah.
2: It's just like the, uh, the three and three quarter inch scale X-Wing is also red three, right?
0: Maybe it was to save money. Like they could save so many pennies for, mm-hmm. by putting three stripes instead of five. Yeah. I think they probably
2: just didn't realize at the time that,
0: the that was
2: probably the picture. Designation, yeah. They probably didn't even. I bet when they're designing these toys or putting them together, they didn't even realize the designations, and I'm sure there weren't many
4: kids who cared. I didn't know about it till a couple of years ago.
3: You know what's interesting about it, though? The mold looks. If you look at the, if you compare the figure size to the actual ship, the little orange Luke or big inside, um, the ships. Actually, a pretty decent scale. In regard, I mean, sorry, is a pretty good proportion. Whereas we all know the three and three quarter was scaled down to be a bit, you know, chunkier, or the fuselage was shortened quite a bit to mm-hmm. save some coin there. But this this ship looks a little more proportionate to, you know, like diecast we'd see made today.
1: It's funny because uh, you know you had these on the shelves right with the Star Wars figures. I mean, when you're when you're a kid, what are you gonna do? What are you gonna get? <laughs> you're gonna yeah. get the uh, the diecast X-wing, you know. Come on, Tom, to...
0: isn't, isn't it time for a would you rather but vintage edition? <laughs> no, <laughs> um,
1: these... I would probably go with the uh, you know the Han Solo next to this uh, next to the X-wing, but uh... when I was at uh,
2: Celebration Six, I saw quite a few dealers that still had these on the card. And the prices were not bad. Like, and the cards look
1: really nice. Yeah, yeah I very would. You similar know what, to
2: the twelve back.
1: I would consider. Uh, I would definitely consider um, getting these for mm-hmm. sure if I could get them at a decent price. And of course, if they were, if they were in good shape, yeah, count me in for those. These would be really neat little display pieces.
3: Well, they hold their value pretty well for nice carded versions. That's so true. I know you'll have to take out that second mortgage.
1: I love that. I love
2: that Falcon. So next is the Tie Fighter. Again, looks the detail. It looks really looks really nice. Um, both of the uh, both of the the solar panels come off. You can pull them off. When I was a kid, I accidentally snapped mine off incorrectly. So the the, the little the little uh, I don't even know what it's called. Nubs. The little nubs broke off um, because I wasn't careful enough when I was taking off the wings, or the. What are these called? They're called solar panels, right? So, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, another cool feature about the Tie Fighters: you can uh, pull out the back, and Darth Vader's in sitting inside of it. Even though Darth Vader didn't really fly a Tie Fighter in the film. It still looks pretty cool. Let's
4: well, they didn't know they run. didn't know they were
1: going to bang out, uh, you know, the Darth Vader Tie Fighter after this one. <laughs> I suppose. Do you know? Uh, you know why? What's uh, What's the uh, What's the acronym? Uh, tie. What is that?
3: Twin Iron engine. engine.
1: Where did you get that from? Where did you learn that?
4: Um,
1: a,
3: little
4: a little time th- ago.
1: This I learned it from trick. a T-shirt. <laughs> I learned it from a T-shirt too. Yep. Uh, the Iron On Transfer. Yes, yep. yes, sir. I mean, that's a that's an actual uh, vintage term. Yeah, yeah. Twin yep. ah. Ion Engine was uh, was uh, <laughs> I got that from uh, one of the Iron On T shirts that I got back in the late seventies. Oh
2: my gosh! I always thought that is something somebody made up in the nineties. No, <laughs> nope. no, they made
1: it up in the seventies.
0: <laughs> that is not a West End thing. That that was far. Good later. on,
1: good on you, Matt. Good on you. <laughs>
0: Thanks, Tom. <Don.
1: laughs>
3: that's awesome. World building even back then.
1: Okay. Uh, And thankfully, that was one of the uh, few things that we learned about (laughs) the final vehicle from
2: uh, from the uh, first wave is the actual Darth Vader uh, TIE fighter. Well, they yeah. wasted no time on that one, no, did
1: they? <laughs> yeah. Now, this was called... They just it... must have used the mold for now, both of those.
2: Now, I know at some point they, they, they titled this vehicle, that is it the TIE Advanced or something like
0: that?
3: You mean... The TIE X1 Mythology? Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. No, that that
2: was made up
1: in the
0: 90s, right? TIE Advanced came through uh, the, the X-Wing TIE Fighter video games for uh, a yeah, computer, didn't it? That's where, I, that's I, think where they, I learned it.
1: I think they just simply called this one the Darth Vader TIE Fighter, really. Yeah, well, that's what they called it back then. Yeah.
2: Um Matt, did you have this vehicle? Yeah, I've got it holding it right now. And give us your thoughts on it.
4: It was great. I mean, it was just like the TIE Fighter, you know, but uh, each of them, I lost the pilot long, long ago. You know, it just popped out. Did it's somewhere buried did it in have Southern Illinois. Do you remember? Did it have the same little Darth Vader? Exact same, except, you know, the back of it was gray. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was easy to tell them apart. One was white, one was gray, but it was the same piece. Okay. That makes sense. That makes sense. Save a little money. Yeah, it was just, you know, the wings were really the only, besides from the paint color, or mm-hmm. you know, I assume it's painted, that there was the only real difference. Yeah, so similar
2: to the three and three quarter inch ones where they, where the body was basically the same.
0: Yeah. Uh, Ryan, you have this? No, I actually do not. What? I, I know it's kind of a surprise, but uh, I didn't really <laughs> <Poser>. get into it. <laughs> Poser! You're the Darth Vader guy and you don't have one
2: of the first Darth Vader items made?
0: (laughs) I'm
1: not a true collector.
0: (coughs) I I thought you collect them all. I I didn't really get into the... the, Boy, uh,
1: were we wrong.
0: Yeah, sorry. I didn't really get into the die cast for a long time. Like the the Landspeeder I had, because it came in one of those big boxes of stuff I bought at a a rummage sale for like five bucks or something. Mm. And I never really got into buying these. It wasn't until, I think... Same box I ended up with a, a Star Destroyer and um an N X Wing. But I, I never bought got back to buying these until recently. I, I actually bought the Millennium Falcon not too long ago. And this is one of those things that as I see them at decent prices, I will be buying them. So it, it is on my list, but yeah, it was just one of those things I never got around to. Okay.
3: Jake, Tom, anything? No. I don't have um I don't have this one um yet. But uh, my question, I guess, is what version, Matt, do you have? Big Wing or Little Wing?
4: Um, I didn't know there was a difference. And, and, I, I, don't d- and I didn't either. <laughs> Explain didn't. this. Explain this, Jake.
3: Well, it was uh, released in two different versions. It was released in – hold on. Let me get my – sorry. I knew which tick, one. Just, tick, 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 Yeah, tick, no, tick, this tick. is an edit. This is an edit, just so you know. Here, <laughs> I got three books here that I was resourcing –
1: why don't you go through um, all of them, Jake? That's a great idea.
3: I believe the uh, large wing came first, and then it was quickly changed to the smaller wing. Is that that think, sounds
2: right. Was that to save some money, or was that because the smaller wing is more
3: accurate? That's a good question. That I do not Probably know.
1: less less blister pack. All right, so
2: the next series, Series 2 consisted of the Millennium Falcon, the Star Destroyer, the Y-Wing. And then when Empire Strikes Back was released, they revised Series 2 to also include the TIE Bomber, which was an extremely rare release. So let's start with the Millennium Falcon. I think, Tom, this is the only one you had. So what what were your thoughts?
1: Great. Yeah, the uh, little radar moved around and uh, the gun, of course, up top. It didn't have a bottom one. I mean, it wasn't that... uh... It wasn't that detailed, but what it, what it lost in the, you okay there, Ryan? <laughs> what, it lo- <laughs> what it lost, what it lost in the box, uh...
2: <laughs> two boxes of action figures just fell over and toppled. Ryan.
1: <laughs> it was just a matter of time. Really? <laughs> um, what it lost uh, for the uh, bottom gun it made up for, uh, because the uh, millennium Falcon had landing gear, this, uh, die cast millennium Falcon had landing gear, which was cool. And then of course, if you peeked in the cockpit, um, Uh, It was uh, a little, uh, really teeny little molded Chewbacca and Han Solo were in there. So um, this was probably one of my favorite toys. Um, So the, you know, the Millennium Falcon was, of course, a a home run. And this was a great, great representation of that. An early, early version of the Millennium Falcon that you could play with. So I think this actually, did this come out maybe during the same time as the... uh, the larger uh, uh, three and three quarter inch uh, Millennium Falcon version. I wonder.
2: Um, hmm. Yeah, I think
1: it came out a r-
2: boy. You know, um, the first. Well, the thing
1: is, that the if the tie bomber came in the selection, that would of course put it yeah. well, re- in the Empire Strikes Back <laughs> timeline. They revised it empire with the t- with the uh tie bomber
2: for series two for whatever reason
1: oh but, okay but
2: there's actual you know one of the early kenner catalogs that came with the with the vehicles shows the prototype for this die money yes. falcon before you see anything about the three and three quarter inch falcon
1: definitely a little different but uh this yeah. was a this was a great version and i got rid of mine a few a number of years ago and i'm I'm definitely in the market. If I found a nice example of a loose one, even I would, I would, I would be game for that. Yeah, I'd love, I'd love to get these again. These are really fun.
0: Tell you what, I find a bad one, I'll paint it up for you, Tom.
1: <laughs> hey, you're back, <laughs>
0: Ryan. I, we were wondering where you were there. Well, Where'd you, you
2: go? Can you paint it up to look like a uh, Revenge of the Sith version? Did you just yeah, come?
1: Did you just come too after your injury there, Ryan? No, or? no,
0: no. I actually, I went out to get my my diecast Falcon so I could look at it, and apparently. I set down my microphone and Michael Lube-Picard took over, or something. I don't know what it was. Gotcha. Okay. Well, I'm glad you're all right. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm sure you're. You would have been devastated if I wasn't, Tom. I
2: would Matt, have been. I would have been. Matt, any, any, Matt, any, any, uh, anything you want to add on the
4: Falcon? I think Tom nailed it. I mean, it's good. It, you know, it's got the, 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 um, the scale is right. You know, as it's, it's got parts that move. The landing gear was a plus. It's the only one I've got. I think that this and my cloud car are probably the only ones I got that didn't break in any way. So it was sturdy. Can't complain. Who's jumping around over there? Yeah, what is that? <laughs> are you clam digging? What's going on, Jake? What, what the that hell is was going me. on over
1: there?
0: <laughs> wasn't me.
2: Ryan, since you uh, risked life and limb to go get your Falcon, what are, what are your thoughts on it?
0: Um, you know, I actually picked this up not too long ago. I can't remember if I bought this at Toy Stable or at another antique shop, but I found a good deal on it. And um it looks fantastic. I I, I just noticed that the bottom is plastic and not die cast. And I know they did that with a lot of these, but still you I, I imagine it this way, like if they did die cast vehicles like this today, like most of it would be plastic with a couple die cast pieces for cost or whatever like that's the way it always seems to be so it's really nice to see so much die cast on this and especially since it's the, the top which is what you're going to look at the most which is die cast um did anybody ever pull off the cockpit piece to see what chewie and han look like in there Oh,
1: no, you look through the window ryan what the hell's wrong with you <laughs> yeah
0: it's, it's got all those lines and everything it's hard to actually make them out
2: yeah um i was i w- i wanted to try to pull pull the uh that that window off, but I'm always scared I'll break it, so I never did.
1: Yeah. Let's, did you break yours, Ryan? You broke no, yours. I did didn't not
0: you? break mine. Did, Tom. You don't have any finesse, Ryan. <laughs> Do you? Huh? I have a lot of finesse there, Tom. What are you talking about? <laughs> uh no, I didn't break it. I I tried to open it, but yeah, I could tell it's not coming off there. Right. Uh, yeah. I think think it's a really cool ship. It makes me want to buy more of these.
2: Definitely <laughs> buy more. Uh, Next to the Star Destroyer, Jake, what do you think about the Star Destroyer?
3: Star Destroyer, I think this is one of the few times it was actually uh, labeled Imperial Cruiser, which is something we don't, you know, of course, that's Han's famous or Obi-Wan's famous line um, from A New Hope. But, yeah, we normally now always get Star Destroyer. Um, I think it's a solid piece. It reminds me, though, of, uh, you know, I think just about every single person in the world lost the uh, <laughs> blockade runner piece that attaches to the bottom, right?
0: I was, I was going to ask if anybody has the blockade runner piece at all. Still have it. Oh, nice. 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 <laughs> nice. That is I nice. I have no idea how I pulled that one off. but yeah. I actually have three of these, and not one of them has a blockade runner. That, yeah. that
1: piece was so ridiculously swallowable, it was not
0: even funny. So you if you know, shot it off in a rocket, it could choke a kid? <laughs> yes, something.
3: <laughs> it reminds me of, uh, if you recall, Dinky for, you know, not to offend those who are purists, but I think we're all pretty much uh, fans of that other Star series, too. But the uh, Dinky did a line of casts, and they did an Enterprise uh, for Star Trek that had tiny little round shooting in 1976. This even predates. This might even be why. Hasbro decided they wanted to go into the diecast world. But Dinky did an Enterprise that had the little photon disks that would shoot out, and it had a, like a little tiny orange microscopic runabout that would come out of the Enterprise as well. And so,
0: Cool. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm going to get technical here with you, Jake, but I, I think it was a shuttlecraft. Shuttlecraft. Right? <laughs> runabout didn't come about till Deep Space Nine.
3: Really? Oh, because it's – yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. No, you're right. I don't think I offended many,
0: though, listening. Probably not, no. <laughs> Tom's probably going, what the hell are you talking about?
1: <laughs> I think I'm going to fall over now. We'll put it on. I'll, I'll be nice enough to put it on mute, though.
0: <laughs> oh, okay.
1: <laughs> when I was in second grade,
2: one of my classmates had the Star Destroyer, um, and I really wanted it because I thought it was really cool, and they didn't make it for the three and three-quarter-inch figures at that time, not yet. Um, so I really wanted it and he told me he would trade it to me for the die cast millennium Falcon. Oh. He told me that, um, during recess and I thought about it all day. And at the end of the day, I decided to keep the Falcon. Did I make the right decision or should I have went? Yes. For star destroyer?
4: Yeah. You yes. made the right decision. Yeah. Wrong decision. Wrong decision. <laughs> Explain. <laughs> I, I think the star destroyer is awesome. I mean, we, like you said we didn't get it in any other scale it had the little ship assuming if if the trade Jason was for yeah. a star destroyer with the blockade runner that I didn't I didn't know it had one so I, it
0: I probably wasn't
4: well you wouldn't have known any different than if it didn't have one. <laughs> yeah, would have
1: been yeah ignorance
2: would have been bliss <laughs>
1: <laughs> now did uh did the uh, did the Star destroyer have a little hatch that opened or did the blockade runner just kind of uh, attached to something in the uh, the the holding bay there.
0: Yeah, it's got a little hatch that opens up.
1: Oh, okay. So yeah, you, can, so, you yeah, that's... pull it inside. Wow, that is cool. Mm. I'm sure that's you the only reason to these, I met. Tom, to
0: I got an extra on. for you if you want.
1: I'd like to. I'd like to see one. It's it's been a quite a long time since I've seen one of those up close. Awkward silence.
0: <laughs> Next. Um, bring the awkwardness once again. Moving
1: on, moving on, moving on. Next
2: is the Y wing. I never had this, uh Tom,
1: what do you think about the y wing A friend of mine had the y wing, yeah, Robbie Kyle had the y wing. I thought it was cool uh once again i don't uh, i think you know once again, given the uh the choice and I did have a choice a few times in my life when I was a kid, uh I turned these down for sure for figures, so um I I don't know if this one would have really got me excited because I was more into the more iconic ships like the X-wing and the Millennium Falcon. I don't know if I would have uh, I don't know if I would have gone for this one. Yeah, I'm kind of with you on that one. I didn't really like the Y-wing much as a as a kid. Yeah, it was it's cool now, mm-hmm. and I remember I definitely remember playing with it and and you know and seeing it quite a bit, but yeah, this was this was one that uh, I would have easily passed on for some reason. Still a cool ship and amazingly detailed for the time, but, man, these were really ambitious, really, to be honest with you, back then. Mm-hmm. So these are really great ships, but, yeah, I, w- I, I don't
2: know. I was a picky kid. Uh, Jake, any thoughts on the Y-Wing?
3: Coloring was a little different from, of course, now looking at it, the coloring is a little different from what we're used to, or what I'm used to at least looking at the you know, Y-Wing was very... Very gray, so it was always, to me, looking back at these now, it's always a little weird to see a bright, stark white like an X-Wing. But yeah, yeah, I mean, it's fine. I plan on getting one someday, but so far, most of my diecast collection here is really banged up, you know, well-loved toys, so... I'm sure I'll find one, you know, they, the thing about most of these, the loose, you can get them, you know, in decent condition for under 50 bucks. So, oh yeah, even less. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But I'm yeah. talking like, you know, it's, it's mm-hmm. rare that you find one without nicks because mm-hmm. of course yeah, die cast, uh, metal. So I yeah, actually, I, I'm sorry.
2: Ahead. I actually don't mind a few little nicks on these. I think it kind of gives them a little bit of character. I'm not like Tom where they have to be pristine.
3: Yeah, no, none of I expect I I do when I pick up vintage stuff. It is yeah, I'm like that, Jason. Where, you know, I'll even take a middle of the road wear on vintage items cuz most of the stuff I have is from, you know, my youth and I played the heck out of that stuff. So I thought you were going to say
2: I'll even take a perfectly good toy and throw it on the ground and give it a few nicks for some <laughs> for, for some character.
1: Don't uh, he do that too. <laughs>
4: Uh, Matt do you have any love for the Y-Wing the Y-Wing is absolutely my favorite one of these in any of the series and I don't know if it's a chicken and the egg thing because the Y-Wing I said I didn't like the X-Wing but I do like the Y-Wing and I don't know if it's because of this toy or the other way around because it was unlike all of the others this one actually had an action feature you could drop the bomb You you push down on the astromech droid and it would bomb whatever it was flying over so now that's cool. You no, know, none that of the, I mean, cool. the star destroyer had the blockade runner, but you had a, you know, you reach in there and pull it out and all that. But if you, you know, you push down on the R two unit and this thing would bomb, whatever you were flying over. And I thought that was, you know, that was awesome when I was seven. Yeah. yeah. So, it bomb. but of course, I I mean, that's the catch finding one that still has the bomb. If you're out, you know, if you're looking for one on eBay or whatever, I know mine's long gone, but See, that that that
2: bomb would have been uh, lost before I even got home. If I ever got, if I would have had something like that. Ryan, any thoughts on the Y-wing?
0: No, nope, none at all. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Wow. Sorry, I never owned it. Never really seen it. So.
2: Okay. Now, when the when Empire Strikes Back came out, they redesignated Series Two to add an additional vehicle. The uh, diecast tie bomber. Now, supposedly, this had uh, quite a limited release, and this one fetches the most money on the secondary market. Um, did anybody have this?
3: This was a JCPenney's exclusive that saw a limited release, so it's that—that's what—that's where its scarcity comes from. Whereas, you know, normally J.C. Penney's exclusives for the three and three quarter line you know most people were able to get but this one was a little harder
2: now now the this the tie bomber appears in all of the uh the kenner um, cat the uh, kenner toy catalogs that were packaged with all the uh with all the vehicles and play sets it does not mention that it's an exclusive but did did it just work out that way where jc penny was the only retailer who decided to order it
3: that's a good question. You know, I think that um, the what it was is, of course, this came out only under the Empire because that was the movie it debuted in. Um, it It arrived late to it arrived late to store shelves. I think is one of the reasons it didn't it didn't hit uh, at the same time as everything else.
4: I always heard that it was. I don't know. It must have something to do with Kenner, although I don't know how much I actually ever shipped from Cincinnati. But that it was—you'd only find it around Cincinnati, like it was—it was available in Ohio and possibly Kentucky. I didn't even know the tie bomber existed until the nineties, probably. So, but that's—I remember here—that was how I first heard about it. Was that people around Cincinnati could find it back in the day, and then I heard that it was, like Jake was saying, it was a penny's exclusive.
3: You know, I've heard, and I'll echo what you say i've heard it referred to as a uh, test market
2: mm. it looks really nice there's a really nice packaged one uh sitting on ebay right now uh with a buy it now of one thousand one hundred sixty nine ninety nine cents. um but it's still in its original packaging and it looks it looks really nice that's probably way too much i would never consider paying that for a for one of the die cast vehicles but uh there's an idea of how much they're at, le- at least trying to get for the uh, for the package version.
4: I think if one actually went to auction, from what I've seen, I think they go for about half that. Okay, boxed, but still, that's you know six hundred mm-hmm. bucks,
2: right? Quite a bit more than the uh, than the others go- tend to go for. Um. Oh, does anyone know? Did the tie bomber come with an actual bomb like the Y wing?
3: Very good question. Kind of,
2: kind of would have made sense, wouldn't well. it? Yeah, yeah. I don't think it did. To me, well, I'm look, trying to look at the the. Let look, look at the back of the box. You can remove the solar panels to simulate battle damage. I think it might have shot something and, out of the front. It has a clear cockpit with a stormtrooper, so they actually sculpted something new for this cockpit. Although,
0: did they have a problem with making tie pilots or something?
2: Yeah, I don't know. Just by looking at some photographs, I don't have the actual one in hand. It looks almost like they uh, – well, I suppose that could be a stormtrooper. It's hard to tell. That's what it's called. No sign of a bomb, though, on the, from the packaging. So I'm guessing it did not come with the bomb. That wraps up Series 2. Series 3, the final series of the vintage diecast vehicles. Had three vehicles, the Slave 1, the Snowspeeder, and the Twin Pod Cloud Car. I have to admit, when I was a kid, I didn't see any of these in the store.
1: They must have been there, but I never saw them. Tom, what about you? I had another friend that had uh, no. You know what? I think he had the slave one and the snow speeder. Never saw the cloud car though. Hmm. Um, both of these were really great, like the other ones that you know came before. Uh, these are all really fun, but um, yeah, never got them. Wish I. Should have, could have, but I didn't. Uh, Matt,
4: do you, uh, thoughts on the Slave One? Um, I'm looking at it now. The Boba Fett in it is pretty cool. You know, he's in there, he's painted, you know, vintage paint style. And the wings or whatever you call them, they do the gravity thing that they, they did on the three and three quarter. Otherwise, it's very bland. There's almost no paint on it at all. The, the Fett is painted? The yeah, Fett is painted. Wow. Yeah. yeah, I always thought yeah. he was like a solid, bluish gray figure, but he's, he's painted. gray. He's got the green chest Jeez, armor and cool. red on his red on his mask. I mean, it's in, the, huh. you know, very distinct. That's where they spent far time. more paint on him than on the actual ship.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Next is the Snowspeeder. Jake, what are your thoughts on this vehicle?
3: Snowspeeder, this is one that I do actually have. It was passed down through a collection that I inherited which is which is how I've got all my die-cast. But, um, you know, I think uh, mine is probably par for the course. Uh, it has its back um, cable launcher is uh, ripped off and missing because that was kind of a flimsy little piece there in the back. And, you know, it would be a fun little experiment someday to find a really, really bashed one and take off the plastic panels to get a better look at what... Uh, Luke and Dak look like here because you really can't see at least on mine I really can't make out any detail on them whatsoever you guys have a better version can you see what they look like are they sculpted fairly well or not
4: Matt never had this one Ryan nope Tom
3: nope
2: we're doing a show on things we don't have who's running who's running this operation I don't know (laughs) okay
4: but looking (laughs) online at the pictures (laughs) The figures inside don't look very detailed. They look like
3: orange dudes. Does he look yeah. like
4: – what I want to
2: know, is it the same orange dude that's in the uh, X-Wing? Is it the no, same thing?
3: you can – this is very much like uh, you got a torso and up, whereas I believe the X-Wing, you've got pretty much most of Luke's body laid out in there.
2: Yeah. Speaking of Luke's body in the X-Wing, he's sitting so calmly and patiently in the X-Wing. I don't know if you ever took a look at it, but
3: yeah, yeah.
2: he's – He's not exactly uh, posed for uh, an, ad, uh, an adventure, uh, you know, raiding the uh, Death Star. It's more he's like a, a nap in there.
0: Is what he's doing. It's more
2: like a Sunday drive. It's like he's gonna let R two pilot for a while, and he's just <laughs> gonna
4: sit there.
3: What is it? What what um what Thrawn novel is it where Luke has to go into Jedi about
0: that.
3: Jedi meditation for a while while people come and find him?
0: Wasn't that the first one?
3: Is that where he just kind of drifts in so. space for a bit?
2: That's the plan of episode seven.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay.
0: Have, have any of you guys looked at the card art on these on, on the Empire diecast at all? Uh, I looked at the Tie Bomber one; it looked really nice. Well, I'm just I'm looking in uh, the first edition of Tom Arts guide, mm-hmm. and uh, the card art on Slave One, Snowspeeder, and Cloud Car—it's actually art. Like, it looks like the a New Hope stuff is all. Pictures and stuff, and this is actually art. Like, some of it almost looks like line art.
1: The packaging for these diecast vehicles were really inconsistent.
0: (laughs) It's it's interesting. I mean, that Slave One especially. Like, they detailed Boba Fett really well in the artwork of Slave One, and it's so odd. It, It looks completely different as compared to the rest of it. The Slave One, in fact, looks so odd. I thought it was from the holiday special cartoon to begin with just seeing it from afar. Hmm. I'd like to know when these were actually on shelves cuz I th- I
4: believe they probably came out almost simultaneously with the first wave of figures.
0: That can make sense.
4: Yeah, you're probably right. And in which case they might not even have had film stills.
0: Right.
1: Well, I mean the the carded figures had film stills, so This is true. Yeah. Um, you know, if you're looking at the the first three, let's talk about the first three, the uh, the Land Speeder and the X-Wing and the Tie Fighter. They did have somewhat kind of, you know, the airbrushy backgrounds for the for the Land Speeder and um
0: yeah, but they have the pictures of the vehicles direct from the movies.
1: Yeah, yeah, so
0: like they have the aircraft, well, like lasers and stuff like that. I but. think they
1: could have done better, but uh, I don't know. Maybe it would just what well, these just weren't eye catching enough when you're when you're comparing them to the figures.
0: I don't know. Just, I don't know. It's very strange.
1: Yeah.
3: You know, there's a nice little article on uh, Tom Collection of Your Buddies, the Retroist. Yes, sir. An article on these written by Rob O'Hara.
1: You should uh, link that in the show notes.
3: Boom. I will. And uh, it does say that the first four that we talked about um, came out with the release of the three and three quarter. Initially,
1: there you go, rock
2: and roll. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Love it. the uh, The final the
2: final uh, vintage diecast vehicle was the Twin Pod Cloud Car. This this uh, this vehicle looks nice. I like the car. I like the artwork. Um, I like the uh, the painting. I'd like to. I'd love to have like a a large, uh, some. Let's see, a large print of that.
0: This has a really well detailed bot inside of the cloud car, too, right? <laughs> it
2: does not.
0: <laughs> it does not. I didn't like the cloud car though
2: when I was a kid. I always was glad that I never got one. But well, as an adult, I'd love to have this, and I should actually hunt this down.
0: Can we all agree that the cloud car is probably one of the most boring Star Wars vehicles there is?
1: Yes. Yes, we can. <laughs> I, I would say that's probably true.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, don't know anyone it, who'd argue. <laughs> it's not. It's not that I think that it's a bad design or anything, but it's like, y- you know, you don't clamor for it. It's not like vintage cloud cars are hard to get at all or anything. You know, it's it's orange. It's it's basically a space taxi, right? No, Almost. it's police car. Oh, police car! Yeah,
1: <laughs> With two guys
0: car. trying to drive it at the same time. Yeah, it's... mall cop. <laughs> two, pil- two
1: pilots that absolutely hate each other. They hate each other so much they they have to ride in the same vehicle, but not in the same car.
0: Right, right, right.
1: Yeah, it's, that'd be like like Ryan and I flying in the same spacecraft. You, now, me on the left, Ryan on the right. Does it? Do you have to have two people in the in the twin
2: pod cloud car to fly it, or can one yes, person fly because, it?
1: Because uh, it's weight distribution.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
4: Both have to be pedaling at the same speed. Right, Ryan?
2: (laughs) Yeah, that's about it, yeah. Does anybody have this?
4: I'm looking at it right now, yeah.
2: Okay. Oh, good job,
4: Matt. All right, (laughs) give us your take on it. It's it's everything a cloud car can be. Uh,
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's orange and round?
4: (laughs) It's, you know, it's orange, round. The guys inside look just like miniature figures, miniature versions of the three and three-quarter inch figure. I mean, they're highly detailed. They seem to be paying attention, not
1: unlike, you know, not like Luke in the... uh, a few years before.
4: Right. I mean the landing gear, you know, works, but I mean it's a cloud car. I mean it's 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 a cool design. I mean, I understand what they were going for. It's Art Deco like Cloud City. Yeah. But you know, the they don't do anything in the film, so they're not, you know they're not particularly, you know, high reward play value.
0: You know, I know Hasbro. Hasbro did this on the, the most recent Cloud Car they produced, but you know, the Cloud Car shoots at the Falcon. Where are those guns?
3: They opened the cockpit and they just reached out
0: and pew <laughs> pew.
4: I can see them on the. I can see them here on the diecast thing. They're, oh, can you? Okay. They're on there. Oh, okay. They'll no, I think fair. they have one
1: in the middle. In the middle section, they have a blaster, don't they?
4: No. <laughs> That Isn't that it? Look, Not according the, to the diecast figure.
1: Well, look at look at the bottom of. Uh, I have a picture up, and look at the bottom. Doesn't that look like a potential blaster at the on the on the in the mid section there, the engine section? I'm trying to keep this entertaining,
4: guys. You yeah, know, it's yeah, really kind of hard it. to do that. I was with you on the sand trooper's legs on the Duback saddle. <laughs> but I don't see a gun on the bottom of the cloud car. All right. Well,
1: uh,
4: I don't have one, and I don't see myself
1: running out and getting one of these so i i tried tried making stuff up i'm not as good as making stuff up as jake is
0: i think yeah. i see what you're talking about there tom but no that they, i think from the bottom it looks like that but if
1: you, yeah yeah you're probably looking at the same picture so yeah. I'm, that that uh, ridge goes probably yeah. goes all the way and meets the top so yeah right. now that okay i'm so, wrong
4: yeah that ridge goes all the way around the front half
1: and if I remember correctly, the uh, blasters did come out of the front section of the one of the cars.
3: Well, if Hasbro's to be believed, they're hidden inside the body of the each pod, according to the vintage collection.
1: I don't know. It's just, I just I, I, I hate the Empire Strikes Back anyway. So who cares? What? what?
4: What? 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 I'm just kidding. Now you're trying to be provocative. Yeah. <laughs> This is where it ended. Um, looks it, it ended kind of so around. They,
2: this is probably where we should end it too. <laughs> <laughs> this line kind of died along with the uh, Kenner Vintage twelve inch line. They both kind of went away at the same time.
1: Can you think of any great, uh, great die cast that they forgot about or could have done? Coulda, woulda, shoulda.
2: Sail
1: barge, yeah. Sail barge yeah. yeah.
2: Well, if they would have, yeah, if Death they would have kept, if they would have kept this going into uh, into Jedi, they there you know a lot of potential
3: now wasn't it kenner though that wasn't it still kenner when they started the diecast uh, die cast line back up
0: no that and was I... micro machines
3: oh that's right that's yeah. right yeah
2: action but they did they did do die cast action masters
3: they did action yeah. masters and that, that in addition though. to the micro collection yeah and that Pick, was uh,
1: let's let's do a game can we do a game jason do we have time for that we have okay. time can you think of one diecast uh toy that uh, Kenner could have made for each uh, movie sh- would, that you would have been interested in? I'm going to go with... Um, oh, crap. I just painted myself into a corner. I come back to you? No, I'm going to go with the, uh, the uh, uh, Super Star Destroyer for Empire Strikes Back, a uh-huh. uh, Shuttle Tidarian for uh, The Return of the Jedi, and I would probably go with maybe a... Um, you know what? Do-back doesn't really translate into die-cast, does it?
0: Well, Tom, there's a couple you could choose from here. Come on.
1: I'm yeah. thinking, I'm thinking. Uh, oh, 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 a sand crawler. There, there you go.
0: go. Yeah,
2: that would have <laughs>
1: been good. Yeah, pulled that out, didn't I, Ryan?
2: Yeah, good job.
1: Jake, good.
2: Jake, one from each
3: movie, what
1: should they have done?
3: Um, at, at from Empire. Ooh. Oh, um, that's a good
1: one. Why did Why they didn't do that, I have no idea.
3: If they did a land speeder, they could probably do a speeder bike. Yeah, and from A New Hope, oof, yeah, there's slim pickings here. Um, a wing, Y wing, I mean X wing, Y wing, Tie invaders, and Falcon. Those are about the ships. So other than that, you could do maybe. Uh, I want
1: a diecast droid factory.
3: Yeah, no, fam, <laughs> Lars family speeder parked in the garage. I don't know. <laughs> you,
0: do, you know you what? Know, that one transport. did cross my mind too. <laughs> you could do the troop transport there.
1: Little too obscure. Troop transport would have been good. Ooh. Yeah,
0: love me some of
3: that Cantor design. Ryan, what should they have made?
0: A New Hope, Death Star. Come on, where's yeah. the Death Star? Uh, Empire Strikes Back. I, you guys came up with good stuff there. I mean, I the Adder I think would would have been the best way to go. Um, Return of the Jedi, ATST.
1: Oh yeah, that could have gone for. Uh, that would have been good for Empire too.
3: Yeah. These are heavy, though. It would need big feet, you'd think, to make it stand, maybe. Yeah, I mean, no, maybe. But, probably. I mean, they're half plastic,
0: half metal anyway, so.
4: True. Good lineup. Good lineup.
2: Matt, any uh, ships you think they should have made for this line?
4: Uh, okay. Um, S- Star Wars, I'd go with the Blockade Runner. Oh, nice oh, job. Yeah. Well, they did uh, the
2: little tiny uh, one, <laughs> but a,
4: a real one, not one that looks like a tic-tac. <laughs> um, Empire... I think the Executor, I think Tom's was the one to go with, but just to throw another one out there, Medical Frigate. Ooh. Oh, yeah. That would have been good. No the case. Jedi, I wrecked a, I'll, I'll say Shuttle Tidarium just because nothing else was jumping out at me. I mean, B-Wing, A-Wing, A-wing Home One. I mean, they're all there, but probably that, the sh- that, that the shuttle, shuttle Tidarium was my favorite of the new ships.
1: Yeah, so. that's pretty iconic.
0: Could have done a die-cast Ewok glider. <laughs> kids would try to throw
1: it yeah (laughs) i threw my Millennium falcon around that's for sure
0: i threw my my three and three quarter inch walk
2: lighter do you think it was um do you think it was a good move for them for them to abandon this line and move on to the
1: uh, micro collection good question uh the micro collection didn't do so well either to be honest with you
3: no went farther than this line i think I this had a they pretty
1: had good run. Good. I mean, no, I think time wise, this went longer than the Micro Collection. This came out seventy eight, probably died out in eighty one. That's mm-hmm. a pretty good run. And
0: Micro mm-hmm. Collection is basically eighty two only, isn't it? Yeah, yeah.
4: I mean, I think it was wise of them to drop this line, if for no other reason, it's like nobody on the podcast actually had them. But <laughs> I mean, apart from <laughs> me, I guess. But yeah, uh, but I don't know anybody that had Micro Collection. I you know, did. As a kid? You had it as a kid, right? I, I oh, had yeah. some
0: micro-collection as a kid, yes. Wow.
4: I have almost I all of g- it as a kid. I have it now, but I didn't have it as a kid.
0: Now I had the best Ben Gantry as a kid. I don't know. Somebody gave it to me at some point, but I've, I've always had that.
2: You know, when I was a kid, when I'd write a letter to Santa Claus, it would always end with, please, no
1: micro-collection stuff. <laughs> <laughs> We've discussed... We've discussed this before, and yeah. I agree with you.
2: The scale would. I, I, I
0: wanted. I wanted everything to be in scale, and uh, I, I did think they were weird that they were, you know, posed diecast figures. But I mean, imagine if they took those play sets and blew them up to three and three quarter inch size. Those would be awesome. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah.
3: They were awesome, and what they had planned to extend the line to was pretty awesome too. Yeah,
0: the Droid Torture Area, and the Jabba's Palace stuff, the uh, Emperor's Program. Yeah. Oh, there was some cool stuff. Yeah.
1: You know when they when the action figures came out right alongside I'm a one-trick pony. When the action figures came out, uh it was it was no contest. Didn't matter what it was, Play-Doh, right. colored posters uh what have you the the, the figures were always always priority one. Yeah, same here.
2: <laughs> what, you know, when we were talking about what ships they should have made, you know I don't really have a desire for them to have made more because i think once they got to the titanium stuff in the you know the 2000s they pretty much did die cast versions of every single thing in star wars oh
4: boy!
2: yeah my thought was just that um i like the you know the vintage die cast stuff i think it's great and as an adult collector i definitely appreciate it more than i did as a kid um but because of all the titanium stuff that's come out, Disney's putting out more diecast stuff later this year, supposedly, from what we've seen at some of these preview things. Um, so I don't have a longing of, oh, if they only would have made something, because I have a not a complete titanium collection, but I have a lot of them, and I feel like I've got plenty of diecast Star Wars toys. <laughs> that is going to wrap up this show. Um, I'd like to thank from Wars dot com the OT curmudgeon Tom. Thanks, Tom. This,
1: Thanks, everybody.
2: From Bendom to the Black Series, vintage to modern, he collects them all. Our good apparently, friend
0: Ryan. Apparently, I don't. But collect not
1: diecast. <laughs> I don't
0: have any <laughs> He collects most of them. <laughs> Thanks for having he, me on. He collects
1: them most. From
2: from Forlam to Zuckus Forlomkiss.com, which he's told me not to say Forlomkiss anymore, but I still did. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for uh, being on the show again, Jake.
3: Hey, listen. I have an excuse. I run a three and three quarter action figure website. doesn't include diecasts, so that my, my knowledge is limited. Not yet, anyway. Not yet.
0: Hey, or Tom, not it's... at all.
1: But <laughs> I just have to have the last word. I'm going to mute. That's it. That's, That's it. I'm
0: done. we say, Tom. I know. No, pop you. by the uh,
3: pop by the site. I've added a few new features. Um, starting on the, I've added the Han this week, or the Han, depending who you are. The H A N. I'm calling it the Hasbro Ad Network. So I'm going about trying to collect all advertising, um, you know, posters and giveaways and you, comic book inserts, all sorts of. You got
2: you got to get that Porkins one. It says X Wing pilots now in X now in extra large.
3: I yes. have that somewhere. Yes, you guys need to find it because I went through, like I said. Okay,
2: go to Tales of the Jedi comic from Dark Horse.
3: Okay. Around
4: around that time, and those ads
3: are in those.
2: Perfect. And I can look See, for
3: them, too.
4: Jake, wait, are ooh, you still looking for uh, Star Wars figures on TV shows? Yes, Eddie. sir. All right, I got one for you.
3: I'll send Perfect. you a link. Perfect. yeah, no, I um... – uh still actively looking to build the uh Star Wars filmography, if you will, action figure filmography.
1: Is this an obscure one, Matt?
3: I don't know. News um, radio, nineteen ninety sitcom. Oh, oh that's
1: the, news
2: radio. That's oh, pretty yeah.
3: obscure. Oh I, I think, don't
2: know. I think that, that didn't I didn't I shoot, shoot that one to you a couple months ago, Jake?
3: I oh, think did? I do have that one. Ah oh, uh, yes. Oh.
4: oh well I got nothing for you then. <laughs> You're on your own.
2: No, that's funny because my wife and I were watching that episode like two months ago, or, or maybe even less, and I saw that and I'm like, oh, oh my god, stop the TV! I got to take a photo for Jake.
3: No, it was awesome. Yeah, I have it. Um, it's season two, episode presents, and it stars a yep. Boba Fett.
4: Right.
3: Yeah. Mm. No, I I do have that oh. one, but you know what? I found. Um, I think it's actually uh, your guys's website. Did, weren't you guys tracking Star Wars references for a while? Sorry, when I say you guys, I meant the DC collectors.
4: Were we? Somebody might have
3: been. I think there's a a link very deep, deep. There may be. That that sounds
4: vaguely familiar.
3: That I discovered not long ago, and um, it had a few that I have been just. All over YouTube, trying to find. Apparently, back in the uh, '90s, when uh, Modern came back out again, it was like a a huge vintage or a huge Power of the Force two giveaway was on one of the game shows. It was like The Price is Right or something like that. Had a huge, and i was trying to find it. It's really hard finding um, old like early '90s stuff on YouTube. Hmm. So that's that's been my. Uh, what do I do when I'm bored? I surf ebay looking for new appearances i do know though i do know for one that i cannot find it but as when hayden christian was on either letterman or leno i remember that leno pulled out his action figure for attack of the clones and uh his arm falls off and, <laughs> and hayden christian goes i i don't think you were supposed to take that out of the package <laughs> so uh, that's fine. so if you know any hit me up at uh from Forlom to Zuckus on Facebook, give us a like, and uh, we can be friends for action figures.
2: And finally, our special guest tonight, he trolls the internet so you don't have to, uh,
4: Matt Fox from This Week in Star Wars. It's as much fun as I hoped it would be. Thanks for having me on. <laughs> and uh,
2: for anyone who isn't already listening to your show, how can they find it?
4: iTunes probably the easiest way to search for This Week in Star Wars. And we have a website which will link you to iTunes, and that website is – whenever I see any of your websites, Jake and Chris, who's not here, I mean, it's – I feel really embarrassed. But, <laughs> but uh, yeah, the show, go to iTunes, um, give it a try. We try to keep it short.
2: Unlike this show.
4: <laughs> which, which, which goes t- on and, and on
1: and on. <laughs> Jake, that, that outro of yours was forty-five minutes, bud.
3: <laughs> oh, too short, too short. Oh, Ugh. geez. jeez. Jake so like,
1: is the uh, the Jake is the uh, master of the crowbar.
3: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hey, no Bendem's talk today.
0: Oops. Sorry. Oh, <laughs> yeah, you know, it's crowbar I'm some more. While oh, I was looking up diecast in the uh, the Sans book. On the very next page was bendoms but I, I didn't say it.
2: So. Disney should make some new Bendums. They should. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> we should do some twelve inch bendoms Or better yet, stretch Armstrong style uh, Star Wars figures. Oh Hey, oh.
4: hey Jason, <laughs> I, yes. think I, I think I yeah. think I hear
1: I think I hear Akmina. <laughs> Hold on. Hold on Akmina.
2: <laughs> stretch oh, stretch Armstrong Star Wars figures. That would be Awesome! I think I'd lose my mind. I typically don't like mashup type things, but I would, I would so go for that. I'd but get they, a bunch of them, and I and I would probably <laughs> wreck them all. And there'd be there'd be red corn syrup all over the carpet, and and and, and
0: uh, killing, but killing you,
2: <laughs> Star Wars gods, please deliver on this.
3: Isn't Java though really the only figure that you want to choke out?
0: Oh, that just didn't sound right. <laughs> <laughs> I got nothing. I got nothing on that one.
4: (laughs) Good
1: night, but not goodbye.
3: Just one more round, friend. Then homeward bound, friend. Don't forget me in your dreams. Just one more song, friend. And then so long, friend.